What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast Today's episode was basically a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) And I am in the best way. I'm coming fresh off of a therapy session. So I feel very aligned right now, but also very confused because I have a lot of competing thoughts in my mind still. How about you? (laughs) I'd actually agree with that because I think the more something I've, I've, I actually journaled this and I haven't met with my therapist yet, but I was journaling it. And it's Excuse me, that was that... supposed to be on your to-do list from, but I haven't made my appointment with my dermatologist. So, oh yeah, so I know, I've, been, I've totally <laughs> been putting off therapy. Like I, I'm definitely trying to not do it, but I, I do need to, but I have been journaling. And the one thing I've noticed is that the more aligned I become, the more disorienting the world feels. Mm. That's been something that I've been sitting with. Because what do I, you expand on that? Do you feel like it's because what you want to be doing versus not doing or what, first of all, you want to be doing versus where the world is, is just like not in the same space? I think it's everything that I've been taught is a lie. So like, obviously, (laughs) obviously we talk on this podcast about from a nutrition perspective, right? Like our degrees and the medical care that we've received, you know, the fat phobia, the oppression, the way that Western medicine is like, so from a work perspective, it's like, okay. But then I think like, yes. And then I think it's this greater conversation of, I don't know, women's rights being stripped away and patriarchy and white supremacy and like all of the things that have come up over the past few years I'm just like what the fuck is going on right and like and I mean in the sense of like I am so aligned with like wanting like equal rights for everyone and for it to be a world where everyone can be their true authentic selves without judgment or shame and I feel like I just look around sometimes and I'm just like how are we going to get there? And like, how, like, what am I, what is my role in this? A big burden that you're carrying. Yeah. And I literally will like explain some of this to Luke and he's like, you can't save the world. And and he doesn't like put me down. I'm making him seem like very not supportive right now. He is so supportive. Oh, we all know. (laughs) You're like, we know. He cooks the meals. All of Um, them. But it's just... I don't know. I I think I just feel because I am a fixer and I'm like a helper and my Enneagram is type two. I don't know if that means anything to you, but I just, the way that my personality is, I just feel like a very heavy burden sometimes. And I just feel like very disoriented. That's the only way I know how to describe it. I, I, I'm speechless. I, I understand yeah. And, I feel and I think that, that makes it hard to show up on social media. Totally. And I think that's where, you know, this obviously is a great segue into today's combo. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we talked about a little bit off air too, is like where I feel like I'm struggling the most in my world at the moment is like the mental load of motherhood and entrepreneurship and being a female and like being a friend and a wife and you know, a daughter and a sister and, you know, somebody's safe space and like just all of the things 
there's like you get to the end of the day and I just feel sometimes I feel very empty and like that's not how I want to feel um Mm. and it's tough man and it's it's like then you add in the financial piece which is something that I've been like looking at more lately because maternity leave as an entrepreneur like nothing is guaranteed right and you know just thinking about like where how much everything costs these days I'm like also trying to get my leases up on my car so like we've been you know shopping around like every and I think Lauren Cadillac who her episode will have come out by the time we have this convo but she posted a TikTok the other day that was like a hundred dollars is the new twenty dollars. Like you can't leave your house without spending a hundred dollars. Like that comes with a lot of privilege. But like you leave your home and it's like even if you're running like an errand, it's like, how is that seventy-five dollars? <laughs> like, right? Like I went to Target yesterday to get um a wedding card for my cousins that are getting married this weekend. So exciting. Um, and I've like one other thing and I left and it was $75 and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, right. So it's like all of these things like start ticking and adding up. And it's just like the overwhelm is really there. Um, I don't know how else to describe it, but I've definitely been feeling the impact of that lately. Mm. But ain't that the truth? I totally agree with that. And for listeners, I hope that you're okay with us just dumping everything on you right now. But I think it normalizes it because I think, don't get me wrong. I think there's absolutely space for people on the internet or on podcasts to manifest and do all these things. And, you know, yeah. And, and we love breath work and we love stress management techniques and therapy and all of the things. And I think it's really important to normalize like the struggle of just the world these days and feeling like it's on your shoulders sometimes. A hundred percent. And how it is. I think it's Cam Rogers, freckled foodie now Cam Rogers, who has like a whole, I don't know if it's a podcast or what it is, but she talks a lot about the, like the mental load of like your responsibilities or whatever else, like as a human being in the space, um, as a creator, but also like when it comes to motherhood too, it's like your brain is never still. It's like, there's all of these shoulds and there's all of these, like I need tos. And it's also like, you know, if I don't order the diapers, like who's going to, like, I'm, I'm, my husband does a lot, but like, that's like part of like my, my, he can order the diapers, but like, he doesn't think that way. Right. Like, these are things that are constantly on our minds, like thinking about and like the next step and the doctor's appointments and all the things. And it's like, there's like a lot there. It takes up a lot of space. And then you layer on like trying to show up as like your most authentic aligned, like, you know, best version of yourself on social media. And it's impossible, which again, segues into what we talk about today. So beautifully. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, I think it, it was, um, the stars were aligning that Haley was our guest today because <laughs> I think we were, we were both in, in need of it. So today we had Haley Goodrich on and she is a registered dietitian and the founder of Inspired Nutrition and Mental Health Counseling. She's fiercely passionate about weight-inclusive, equitable health care for all, and dedicated her career to creating an environment where clients can heal from disordered eating, divest from diet culture, and create sustainable, compassionate self-care. So she is a certified eating disorder specialist. She is IADEP approved for individual and group supervisor. She's the clinical director at Inspire Nutrition and Mental Health Counseling. She's an intern preceptor for the University of Pittsburgh Nutrition and Dietetics Program and the co-founder of Inspired to Seek. And Haley's just freaking amazing. She's like, I know we use this word on the podcast today, but she's such a safe space. Like when you speak to Haley, you just feel safe. I I agree. Like homeostasis where we talked about on yes tomorrow people are gonna be like what are you talking about so you need to go Go listen listen to that episode (laughs) our podcast feature on diet starts tomorrow where we talk about how much we love 
the word homeostasis and mitochondria and safety gives me that same vibe um but yeah I mean the episode we do talk a lot specifically about like being an entrepreneur and a registered dietitian entrepreneur um but I think it parallels any business and it parallels just you know where our world is today and social media being a part of it that's not going away um if anything it's only getting more and more What's the right word? Crowded? Crowded, prominent. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, I think if you you have social media accounts, I think this, whether you're a creator or not, I still think that pull to be on, to to not have FOMO, right? Like we talk about today. I think this conversation is really, really a good one to listen to. And I think that just before we go right into it, I think that stems so much from seeing not everyday people. My husband and I were having this conversation actually when we were driving on the Garden State Parkway um, this past weekend because I saw like a truck that said Earl on it, like Alex Earl, because I'm pretty sure her dad like paves the Garden State Parkway. I think I read that somewhere. And it's like, you know, social media makes it seem like just your average everyday person can become famous, right? Because they can, to some extent, like very heavy air quotes of what famous means or the definition of it. But at the same time, like, and I'm not an Alex Earl hater by any means, but, you know, there's a lot of privilege that we don't see or know about that goes into like who becomes famous on the internet, right? And it's usually a thin, beautiful white woman with a lot of money. Like she has a lot of money, (laughs) like a lot. (laughs) Like we love Alex Earl. Parkway goes from zero to two hundred. Like it's a very large road, right? That her family has a monopoly over. From what I've heard, I I don't know if it's true or not, but whatever. Saw the truck, Um, but it makes you feel like you're only one video away from all this success, right? And that thought process can be very toxic because you might be only one video away from all this success, but what are you giving up to get there? And it parallels diet culture so much. Like you might feel like when you're on that diet, you're only one pound away from happiness, but what are you giving away up in that process, right? It's very similar and it's very, very non-health promoting in the exact same way that following a diet is, right? Love that enough. We've never Jenna. done that episode before. So that's coming. Looks soon. like that's <laughs> coming up. But I love that analogy because a lot of times, and I and I think a lot of clients can relate to this is like, okay, so you're not focusing on counting your calories or shrinking your body anymore, but where are you taking those black and white perfectionist tendencies and transferring them? hundred percent. Because like we've unpacked the relationship with food. We've unpacked the body image stuff, but we're both entrepreneurs and perfectionists and people pleasers. So now we're going to take all that shit that we were doing with dieting and we're going to apply it to our business. (laughs) And then what happens? (laughs) And then you have a menti B. So it's like, uh, yeah, I think we just diagnosed ourselves. Like it's so true because you're so right that like that energy that was once there, like even some, some people naturally will then go into that in the fitness space. Right. And then we unpack that. Right. But like for us, like we've done both. And now it's like very clear to me that like you want to do things that you're good at. And when you feel like you're good at creating content or like making people happy on the internet or like you get those likes or whatever it is, you know, you want to do more. You want that hit, um, Mm -hmm. that adrenaline, that serotonin, like all of the things. And it's a spiral, man. So Sam, recently... Self-care has been tough at nighttime, but I'm really prioritizing my sleep. And I say that because I'm a million months pregnant. And by the end of the day, when I used to do some self-care things for myself, like read or just anything just for me, I'm now just like falling asleep on the couch. Um, So what I have been prioritizing is my sleep because it is super important. And I know it's going to change pretty soon. And one of the best ways that I have found to set myself up for like the best night's sleep that also doubles as something that covers up um, the smells of my dog at nighttime as well. 
has been Blissy Sleep and Pillow Miss. Oh, speaking of, he came to visit. The Blissy Sleep and Pillow Miss. I have the jasmine and eucalyptus, and I swear to you, I spray two sprays of that on my Blissy pillowcase, and I literally pass out in 30 seconds. I don't know what it is, but it's just like this magical essence that makes me super calm and helps set me up for the best night's sleep, which is incredible. Um, Like I mentioned, I'm also using the Blissey award-winning 100% Mulberry Silk pillowcase. And I love it because it is temperature regulating and I don't live in Florida. I was going to say, your girl, (laughs) your girl loves that, that factor when it comes to the Blissey pillowcases. In addition to it being satin versus silk, there are a lot of dupes out there that claim satin can be an alternative to silk, but that's not the case. Satin is made from synthetic fibers like polyester, while silk is a luxurious, all natural fiber. It's also hypoallergenic, just like your dog. How convenient. Blissey silk pillowcases has a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone men love them too they have over 1.5 million raving fans and you could be next try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com forward slash fork and get an additional 30 percent off that's blissy b-l-i-s-s-y dot com slash fork and use code fork to get an additional 30 percent off sleep cooler this summer with blissy Today's episode was amazing. <laughs> and I don't think we should keep people any longer from getting into it before you and I like completely spiral out of control <laughs> until we I'm have sweating. like a warning on the podcast. <laughs> yes, just enjoy this safe, beautiful conversation with Haley Goodrich. Haley, we're excited to have you back. This time around is a little different. I was sharing off air how last time we had you on, we were named drunk dietitians. So (laughs) things have changed. We've all popped out a child since then. Jenna is pregnant with number two. So lots of growth, lots of evolution. So the first thing that's going to change is your first question on the pod. (laughs) So we love to ask this to every single person that comes on. And I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I'm not going to guess. What is the most recent what the actual fork moment that has happened to you, something you've read, something you've seen on social, maybe something that happened to you in real life where regarding diet culture, it stopped you in your tracks and made you say, what the actual fork is this? Mm. Oh, so good to be here. First of all, um, gosh, I'm going to think on this. I feel like there's been several things lately. Um, did I see something in, in full transparency? I've not spent a t- ton of time online, so I'm sure I've missed a ton. But did I see something about drinking Clorox or bleach or something? Close enough. <laughs> you sure did, Haley. Jenna, I'll like, I don't you even know about that. her what this one Wait, is. But first, like, I just admire you so much that, like, that is so what came it. out first that you do not spend a lot of time online because I would like to to talk about that. On this that episode. is literally, that is so Haley when she said that I was like, oh, her boundaries are just so firm and like amazing. <laughs> I love that about her. It's incredible. But yes, people are sprinkling um, borax actually in there. I, what I've heard now, like now that I like looked into it a little bit more is that they're putting it in their coffee and tea in the morning. And it is now, because we're a week out of the trend, it is now putting people in the hospital. So that is where we are. But sure, don't listen to us dietitians online. But anybody who says poison, go for it. So yeah, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> Amazing. Who would have thought? I mean, the fact that a banana scares people, but borax is a go and there's no questions about it. That's that's where we're at. That's the world that- is where we're at. And Jenna was the one who told me about it. I was, Jenna told me first and I saw her video and I was like, holy shit. But you know, what's the funny part. It's because my Gen Z cousin who I love, she definitely doesn't listen to this um, podcast, but I love you, Nikki. (laughs) She like DM'd me on TikTok. I didn't even know she followed me or like, I forgot. And I was like, who is this? And I looked, I'm like, Nikki, oh my God. Like what she's sending me. And I watched and I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) She was like, I thought you needed to see this. (laughs) 
You know what? I'm going to have to talk to the team because we have a couple Gen Zers on the team. They usually keep me up to date and it was not them that filled me in on this. So I'm going to have a little chat. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm and when I said, I think I know what you're going to say. I was like, I, I can't see how she wasn't going to go there with that. But I love that you're like, did I see that? Or was I, was I having a nightmare that I, that I saw that? Um, you never know, but Haley, we're know. just, we're so excited to have you here. Um, you, I swear to God, I mention you on every single podcast. Cause people are like, how did you get into fine food freedom and like intuitive eating? And I'm like, well, let me tell you about my friend Haley. So you were posting on Instagram before it was cool to post on Instagram and, Talk to me about how your relationship with social media has changed. Cause I feel like mm. I remember you being so active and like truly teaching people what intuitive eating was. And now after baby life has changed, things are changing and how you said, you're like, I don't really show up on social that much. So how has your relationship with social media changed? Oh, I appreciate that so much. I did. I, I don't remember. I mean, there, there wasn't many of us out there. This was a decade ago. We're talking 2013, 14, 15. Um, I mean, there were obviously folks doing this work. Um, but yeah, I had so much free time and I think energy and capacity because I was newly minted dietitian in the field. Um, so much of our world had not left me jaded yet. Um, but yeah, that was Instagram days when things were mostly still images, right? Just really grainy filters and things like early Instagram days, I can remember. And that was primarily posting food, um, which tells you a little bit where I was at in my relationship to food and this work, um, that that still seemed really important and kind of at the top of my priority list to post about. And then you see this evolution of my Instagram go from food to a lot more words over that five to seven year period, maybe. Um, and that's where I gained quite a following. And that was so fun. That was so fun. I got to discover that I did like writing and that I was halfway decent at it was a part of me I didn't know about. So that was so fun. I feel like I learned a tremendous amount from folks connected with people all over the world, had podcast interview opportunities, um, writing opportunities for different publications. It was a total ride, like so much fun. And then things started to get where, I mean, I was definitely posting every day with the only one running my social media account and managing my growing private practice. So that became a lot. And all of that sort of happened around the same time that I was going through infertility, which was a five-year stretch of infertility. Um, and then ultimately IVF and then a maternity leave, thank God. Um, I'll pause there, but that was the big shift that then brought me to where I am now, which is sort of not online <laughs> in I the even... same capacity. I thank you for sharing all of that. And I even love that I'm looking at your Instagram page now, like your personal page, I guess what it is and where it says, this is an archived account. Like I freaking love that. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. like Sam said, like that is such a bold boundary in this world today and an incredible one. And I would love to hear about your mental health because I feel like it's probably like, there's just so many other spaces of things to think about because social media takes up so much of mine. <laughs> so much. Um, and there was a lot of my identity as a professional in that it's hard not to in the world that we live in. And, and that is okay. That is awesome. If that's the direction you're going and where you're putting most of your energy and time, and you have plenty of other folks helping you do any other part of the business that you might have. Um, that's awesome. It started not to align with me when I was noticing, thinking so much about it, middle of the night, um, the hate messages. It's a tough place to be. It's a really tough place to be. And I have an immense amount of privilege. So I can only imagine. I have privilege in almost every category you can think of. Um, so if my mental health was suffering, then I can only imagine for other folks 
in marginalized identities, multiple marginalized identities, um, how cruel and awful the space must be. Um, I tried to return a little bit after my maternity leave. I didn't feel ready, which is a whole nother topic we could we could dive into. But I thought, let me just pop in a couple times. And I was, the creativity was not there. I was drawing blanks. I felt irrelevant. I felt behind, um, struggled a lot with that. I relate to that so much. I remember trying to come on video, like, weeks postpartum and just being like what the fuck do I say like Mm -hmm. you just became this new human and then the world expects you to just show up and keep saying what you were saying and it's just it felt like this huge task and as more time went on I I felt more comfortable but Mm -hmm. I can relate to that so much of what you're saying you know what's Uh, even crazier is like going back and looking at the videos that you may have actually recorded like some like now I'm in like the three years ago today or two years ago today whatever it is um and I'm like looking at like my tired eyes and like my just like Mm -hmm. you know new mom look at the time and like what was I thinking like, why was this important? Right. It's tough. And I, I really am sitting with what you said as you, I don't know if you guys can tell yet, but I'm coming straight out of a therapy session. So I'm like, very, <laughs> feel very Zen, but I'm sitting with what you just said about how your identity as a practitioner was tied to your social presence. And like, that's definitely something that I feel very deeply, even today, even trying to set those boundaries and like separate it. But I think that there's like the new space of nutrition today, it's like constantly proving that, you know, every trend and like that you're on top of all of these things and it's exhausting. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. (laughs) On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Okay. Didn't think that you were going to get song during this episode, but here we are. Um, I literally told myself I wasn't going to travel this fall and I was going to just stay home, you know, keep it low, no stress. And I just booked two round trip flights today to two separate places this fall. So mama's going on the road again. But one thing that I always pack with me is my AG1. Now, if you listen to what the actual fork podcast frequently, you know that we love AG1 because it packs 75 vitamins and minerals into this one easy scoop. You mix it with eight to 12 ounces of water, shake, 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 and you throw it down. And it actually tastes really good. It has the undertones of vanilla in it, which you might not expect from something that is the color green. Now, you know, on this podcast that we say time and time again, that food holds no morality. So I think a lot of times people get the idea that they have to drink this powder or, you know, if they don't drink this powder, they're not going to be healthy. We love AG1 because it is a simple and easy and convenient way to add nutrient density, again, in an easy way. And so for me, when I travel, that is something that I so desperately want and need because our immune system is compromised when we travel. And as a mama to a toddler and daycare, I am always looking to boost that immune system. So if you're saying, okay, I want to give AG1 a try, you can do that and get five free AG1 travel packs plus a free year of vitamin D with your first purchase. So you can do this by going to drinkag1.com forward slash fork. That's drinkag1.com forward slash fork. Check it out. The pressure is significant. The pressure is more than significant because we have a huge responsibility, especially as privileged providers um, and disseminators of information to get it right. And I don't use that term in the work that we do like ever because what is getting it right even mean, but because, and I'm talking as a white, thin, cis, het woman, um, my visibility is taken very differently 
than other people. And so I have a responsibility to work through that and make sure I'm not the center. And what can I do to bring others with me and elevate their voice over mine? Um, and to speak from a place of as much learning and openness as I possibly can and be willing to be wrong, be willing to not be liked. The pressure is, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And when you're um, in survival mode after having a child, um, yeah, I, it's hard to, it's still so fuzzy for me. It's really hard. To, I don't really still have words for it. I was thinking about this before we started recording and it's still hard for me to put it into words. I think I expected to crave work because I'd always been such a go, 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 do the next thing kind of person. And I thought I will welcome that in, you know, a couple of days. It'll feel so good. A nice contrast to motherhood. Um, but I really felt the most unsure, um, disassembled, totally blank inside, like fuzzy headed. And that, that felt foreign for me. Thank you for sharing that with us and being so honest. Cause I know this is something Jenna and I have, Jenna, you and I have talked a lot about this on podcasts of just like how to show up after and baby. off air. <laughs> well, and a lot off air. Yeah. I feel like we've dabbled with it on air, but I love that Haley, just your vulnerability and your, and your ability to just to share and to normalize and so Jenna, you had said a little bit about, you know, showing up in this space and feeling this pressure to, to get it right or to show up and be on top of the trends and all of these things. Haley, how do you mentor? Cause I know you are an owner of inspired nutrition and mental health counseling. You own a practice, you have a thriving practice. You're a mentor to so many. Um, you've not only mentored me personally, but also Julie, our dietitian with supervision, so how do you help dietitians, but also humans? Because there's a lot of people that listen to this that aren't dietitians. How do you help people lead them to, to knowing their truth, their belief systems, their morals, their values? I feel like you just have such a way. You're so sure of who you are and, and what you believe. And, and for those out there who might be reading nutrition posts and they're like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what direction I'm going in. Do you have any tips to give? And I know I'm giving you the most broad, wild question right now, but I would love to hear what's coming up for you. I think the first thing that's popping into my mind is that it took and still takes so much work for me to stay rooted. That is probably my number one thing that I either journal about or I'm in therapy about or trying to talk to myself about is I constantly feel pulled in different directions and motherhood is no different. You see all the advice, right? All the advice, everything's out there and you're constantly being pulled. So it it is so hard to stay, to stay rooted. But the, the biggest thing I've learned is I have to turn down that noise. It's impossible for us as humans, right? Not to compare to other people. And instantly when we start comparing, it's a very normal thing to do. I don't think we can stop comparing, but I think what we've been conditioned to do, especially with the way media, social media is now, is it automatically brings up a lot of shame and guilt and where am I lacking versus how am I different? How am I unique? Um, And so turning down that noise is essential or you're never going to be be able to hear your inner voice at all um, and be able to work through what is the inner voice telling me. Um, I think it's important to question everything, absolutely everything. If we're not questioning, then that makes us most vulnerable to um, loosening our roots, right? To become ungrounded and starting to shift into a direction that's maybe less um, values aligned. And I think we have to be willing to not be liked. We have to say, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. would be impossible to be. And if I am approaching my business life, anything, my mothering, um, trying to please or have like set this expectation and show up this certain way. um, Yeah. I think that's where where we struggle immensely. I thank you. And, relate to everything that you're saying very, very deeply. And I think this is not like a dietitian only podcast, but I think something that you said previously 
that we can kind of extrapolate to all businesses and business owners out there is there's this thought process and expectation that when your social media is thriving, so is your business, right? And one of my first mentors ever in like the business field said to me like back then when I was like a dumb newbie was like, you know, likes feed your, followers feed your egos, you know, clients feed your family. And I didn't really understand what that meant even like till yesterday. Um, But (laughs) there's so much validity to that. And I feel like you're also living proof of that. Can you share more about like, as Sam mentioned, and it's very clear, like your practice is thriving without daily need to show up and show your face or show that you know anything Mm -hmm. about Clorox and Borax, Borax, whatever it is. And like the latest trend on social media. And again, this is not just for nutrition, like entrepreneurs in the space, but for any business owner, yes, social media can be incredible, but it can also take away so much. And I think that's something that everyone's missing that you have shared so eloquently you know, from the opposite perspective, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and I also come from a little bit of a background of starting my business before social media was super big too. So I did get off the ground before that. And I have to say that I think the most important thing is authentic relationships, which sounds super cliche. And like every business mentor out there, every entrepreneur talks about authentic relationships, but um I do think there is something very, very important there, but you brought up a good point around the numbers, not being the whole story or what's really going on. And I think in order to stay truly aligned with your message, to feel like you're, you know, you're there hundred percent with your business and you're rooted, you have to believe what you're putting out there and how you are practicing, how you are partnering with clients and other businesses, you have to say that I would put that out there anyway, even if nobody liked it, if there were no likes, no shares, and I still went with that message. I think that is so important because you're right about the ego piece. And then if we don't get enough likes, if we don't get enough shares, um, then it feels like a hit. Like, what did I say wrong? What did I do wrong? Um, and again, that's a very privileged perspective um, to be able to just say like, oh, I'm often out of social media, right? Um, but it, it's very possible. It's, social media is great for so many things, but it's also very possible to have a thriving business, um, an incredible team that works so well together and teaches you things daily, um, incredible, sustainable referral resources, all without posting daily on social media. Both, both can work. That is so refreshing to hear. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And I feel like we need to point to, to some of the RDs to be or some of the newer dietitians. I think, you know, as they are scrolling on social, there is a lot of emphasis on build your following and, and, and mm-hmm. for some people that might not feel aligned. So I think it can be really, and for some people it might be, and that's great. And so it can feel really refreshing to know that. And so if you don't mind, just share a little bit about what how did inspired nutrition and mental health counseling start? Like, so back to the beginning and then where it is today and and how it's different and and the growth it's Mm. had. You know, that's so interesting. You're asking that because um, my therapist was asking me this the other day when I was um, in tears saying how I'm basically failing everybody, um, not just my family, but also, you know, because I have employees and associates, like I'm responsible for their livelihood and I must be failing them. And, you know, the, the really low dark places our brain goes that we don't want to talk about. When I was in that space, my therapist asked me, um, why don't we get some perspective here, like zoom out and let's see where you're at 
based on like where you came from? Do you remember? Do you reflect on where you came from? And that was powerful, right? To think about um, just opening up a, a Word document, no business degree, opening up a Word document and saying, okay, like, what do I need? Backbones of a like faux business plan, because I don't know how to write one of those either, but like, what do I need to get started here? Um, and it just being me as a solo practitioner for a while, feeling my way around the terrain and um, hitting so many bumps, falling on my face, crying to my husband, how I could never like, I'm done with this insurance company bullshit. Like I don't, I can't figure this out. And him saying, no, like you can do this. Don't give up. Um, and yeah, rough days, really, really rough days. There's still rough days. Um, all the way from that place in this tiny little office suite to having a team of 10 dietitians and therapists combined, um, it's beautiful. We, we, you know, we're, we're well known. We offer what we offer is quality care and people know that and they want to partner with us. They want to work with us. And that feels better than, than anything. That Congratulations. is, I know I was going to say congrats. That is or like fighting over the unmute there. <laughs> like yeah. Who's going to get it first? No, that's absolutely incredible. And then so inspiring. And your website shares that too. I'm scrolling that as well. It shows that and it comes across very safe, um, which is a word that I used recently when I was talking to somebody, actually a listener of what the actual fork pod heard me talk about how I hated my pieces of my website and reached out to me. This is such an inspiring story, but I think we'll give everybody some inspiration. Reached out to me. She was like, Hey, taking a shot in the dark here. Heard you say X, Y, and Z about your website on this episode. I happen to be a haze aligned, you know, weight neutral, um, copywriter and, um, website design or web designer, you know, I would love to help and work with you. And we had our call last week and I'm hiring her. I'm so excited. Um, but one of the words that I said to her is like, I want my website to come across as safe. And I feel like yours does such a great job of that. So, and with everything that you said as well, um, just incredible. I think you have to take those opportunities when they come, right? That's the stars aligning. You kind of sort of probably manifested that in some way. Um, but what, yes, the website went through, through. <laughs> right? Website, you didn't even have to look for anybody. I mean, that's just kind of fell in your lap. You're like, oh, I guess now's the, the wake up call. Like, here's what I need to do next, which is what I actually, how I work now. <laughs> this is slightly a tangent, but that's exactly how I work now. And I'm not sure what to do next. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wait for the next thing to fall in my lap. And then- we're going to run with that. <laughs> yeah. Who's got time to plan out these days, mm. right? It's like, just we're living one day to the next. Um, exactly right. So it's so interesting though, because we've, we've talked a lot about on this podcast or mentioned motherhood and how much, it, how much it's changed us. And so through the, you know, these years of, your practice, you've had so much growth. And through that time, you've also gone through five years of infertility, mm-hmm. gave birth to your amazing daughter and are, are mothering her every single day. So how has infertility and motherhood changed how you've shown up whether that's for your clients, for your team, obviously we've talked specific to social media and yeah, I would just love to hear how that's affected, affected you in your day to day. Gosh, it's, it's made me so much more aware of my capacity. Um, I think before I just bulldozed through that, you know, I thought because I was doing therapy and all the things that I had some good idea of it. And I was like, yes, I have boundaries. Yes. I know my capacity. And Nope, still totally exhausted, still on the the verge of burnout all the time. Um, and what I thought was me recognizing my capacity was still not understanding or still going too hard, right? And so when you all of your energy and brain space goes to do everything I can to support myself as I'm trying to work through infertility, um, be a great partner to my husband who's also struggling with this, be... Um, I want my body to be able to carry out this pregnancy. Uh, it's it's an awful time to be honest. Um, and you're you're forced to re to slow down. You're forced to adjust, make adjustments, or it's just not all going to work. And anybody who is 
making it look like it's all working, I can guarantee you it's not. Right. And so um, I think we are in this like new age of women that can do so much that women have always been able to do everything. Right. And that's amazing. But now it's a little bit more recognized and talked about as it should be, but just because, you know, we have to take care of each other just, just because we can do it all doesn't mean we have to and should. Um, and so that is so hard for me to slow down, like all of those things put together in one little, if we could just put them in a mixing bowl. It is so hard for me to slow down, but this forced me to do it. This forced me to say, there's a reason nothing's coming to your brain. There's a reason there's brain brain fog and you don't know which way is left or right. Um, and if you're going to figure it out and you're going to be there for your daughter in the capacity that you want and work through this postpartum anxiety period, like you've got to get your shit together. Um, and so, yeah, I think through the, the force <laughs> of saying I need to survive and I need to um, be there for my daughter in a really great way. And I need to also support my business in a sustainable way, which means taking a giant step back and just slowing down. Right. Um, I think one of the things that is, is so clear that you have prioritized and is such an inspiration. There's two things, like there's two ways that I want to take this is like, one is this understanding that Instagram is not real. You have a post that says that like from a long time ago. And, you know, even though women, we can do it all. A lot of times what you see on social media, which is something I talked to with my doctor about today, actually, as well, had a, a very busy morning of doctors, apparently, um, is that, you know, just because we see this and we know that we can you also don't see what's going on behind the scenes and all the help that's there and all of the things that they're not doing because they have other people doing those things, even though they're not sharing that. And I think that takes a deep hit on mental mm -hmm. health as well. Um, but something that I think would be, I would just love to hear from your voice is like, do you ever have that pull of like FOMO of, you know, I would love to go back on and like spend some of my energy here because when I talk to clients about like taking social media breaks or whatever else, and I talk to myself about this too, it's like, but I can just like lay down and scroll. Like I'm not doing anything but that's not true. Like we're doing actually probably the equivalent of a marathon every time we get into one of those holes of, you know, comparison and everything else from the scrolling on social. So from that perspective, mm -hmm. like, do you still battle any of that like FOMO for lack of a more poetic way to say it? <laughs> yeah. I love this question so much because it puts into words, words exactly what I'm feeling as I'm sort of in this mental battle of knowing I need to slow down, but what does that mean? How do I actually put that into action? And then also this desperate feeling, this anxiety. I don't, I don't really know how else to describe it. So much of what I guess I'm feeling still currently, I'm not able to put into words yet, but I'll try that, that desperate feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm being left behind. I'm irrelevant now. I'm not helpful to anybody anymore. I'm not trying. Maybe I have these skills that could be useful and help somebody and I'm not. Um, maybe there's not enough of me to go around. If I do that, then like, I'm not going to be as present at home. Um, so it's like this push and pull, like the push, the perfectionist, the go, 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 the hustle culture part of me that is not, not great. <laughs> um, pushing me to constantly, like, you should be doing more work. Are you being lazy? What, what's, what's wrong? And then that internal pull to just like, I just want to rest. Like, I'm so tired. I'm so fucking tired. Like, do you know what I mean? Even, eight, nine hours of sleep at night. No, I'm not talking about a nap. I'm tired about like resting my soul from the constant battle. So yes, I still feel that. And no, I don't have any answers to get out of that yet. <laughs> but yeah, I constantly- We're like, yeah, help Sammy. us. Help, Haley, help. <laughs> I see Sammy doing beautiful things. I'm like, oh, that looks so fun. I want to do that. Like I could do that. I have energy for that. Oh, I don't know. So I'll tell you where I'm at now, though, is we have created a new Instagram account, which is for the practice. A, a, a group of us will post on there. Anybody's welcome in the practice, but there's a smaller kind of committee of us that likes to, to practice and I'll pop on occasionally. And that's been fun for now. So I don't I don't know where it's going from there. But I'm clearly as if I can't be any more transparent today um, for listeners and everybody, uh, I'm clearly still try trying to figure this out. <laughs> And I think we're all trying to figure it out. And 
I mean, I, I feel, I feel everything that you're experiencing. And I think I just, I think my hustle culture, anxiety voice that says you should be doing more is unfortunately louder than my inner voice that's saying Mm -hmm. you're fucking tired. Yeah. Rest. And it's like, it's something that's been on my heart and I've been trying to figure it out. And so it's, it's so hard. It's so hard, but thank you for bringing a voice to this conversation because it's something I know that Jenna and I both needed to hear for Jenna's like, for those aren't, who aren't watching this on YouTube, she's like, oh yeah, shaking her head. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's not, I, it's, it's. I don't know how to say how complex it is, right? Like, this is what I mean when I don't have words. It's not a wine fest of like, um, like wine, not like sip wine, right? I mean, I would like to sip wine, but I mean like whiny wine fest around like, oh, should I get on social media today or not? Like, right, there are much bigger issues than this. But again, back to the responsibility, like there is, when I think about the people I've helped over the years, and I promise I don't forget a single one of them, um, and then like the places this information goes, the the ripple effect, right? You start to think like almost can feel crushing. What happens, right? And this is maybe a little too much ego. We're kind of, this is like therapy, actually. I'm just talking off the cuff here, but um, the ego, what happens if, you know, I'm not there to have the ripple effect um, to start a ripple? And yes, other people need that spotlight, um, but am I not contributing in a way that still makes my work meaningful? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, this feels very therapeutic to just continue on with, with the day and the theme for us today. And I think Sammy did a great job of transitioning us into like the more of the mothering space. And I just, I think that what I've learned today, and I think almost like a journal activity for people is really becoming so aligned with who you authentically want to be and show up as, what your belief systems are, your morals and your values, and how how is that translating to the way that you show up online or how you treat yourself when you don't. And I think like that's like the the parallel that I fucking struggle with. Yeah. <laughs> like a big time. I'm talking to myself as I'm saying this out loud, but like what a great activity for people to engage with. <laughs> Absolutely. It's such it's just such an important conversation. It's, and I think, and, and truly like, you don't have to be a dietitian. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur. I think anybody that is on social media, period, in any capacity, if you have an Instagram login, this, this could be a very relevant, Mm -hmm. very relevant conversation. And like throw on like threads, lemonade, TikTok. Pinterest, like all of these other platforms do. And it's like, you sign up for them thinking like, I can do this. It's just one more. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, We have, I remember we have podcast episodes where we had guests on there like, Sammy, you have to get a TikTok. And I was like, no, never. And one of our guests is the reason I downloaded it. And then like two months later, we talked about it again. And then you downloaded it. And I was like, like, that was 2020. Like, that's crazy how long we've been doing this. I know. <laughs> and here, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. 
Well, so much has changed and continues to change. Oy. <laughs> so I'm looking at our list of notes here. I feel like we did an incredible job of covering so many things in not a lot of time. So Haley, thank you for taking our rapid fire so beautifully. Um, if there's anything that you feel like you want our listeners today, whether they are registered dietitians or not, um, because I do believe this encompasses so much more than the nutrition space in this conversation. Um, is there anything you want them to remember or walk away with from this episode? Yeah. Give yourself time. Like you have the permission to keep going and not have anything at all figured out. Just give yourself time. Um, and that may look messy. It may look messy in front of other people. And that'll actually be really good for you. If it does, that'll be really good for you. Um, but there's no certainty in any of this anyway. So, um, you'll keep going. You might take, uh, the train may change. You may take a new path and you'll learn from it. Um, but I think that's where we develop that trust within ourselves. Um, that even if I have no idea what it looks like or what I'm doing or what I want to do that, um, I will figure it out because I figured everything out up to this point and I will, keep going because I don't have another choice. Like I can't not do this work. I know that much is true. I cannot not do this work because it fills my soul. It, it needs to be done. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm right there with anybody else who's listening. If any of this has resonated, I'm just gonna keep going. Um, it'll look different from day to day. I don't know what the future holds, but here we are all together. So mm. And I just have to say, before you tell people where to find you, because I know you have your, your new account with everyone, your, I think it's your personal Instagram, which you have a very small following of just people that you know closely. But so Jenna, if you don't follow her on there, you're going to have to, but your aesthetic, like Jenna, talk about safe. When I watch Haley's Instagram stories, they just like melt me into this like beautiful oh. abyss. It's like plants and occasionally a glass of wine a beautiful marble top of like some yummy treat it's just like everything I need in your Instagram stories so thank you for giving me that safe space I I needed that like it's uh I couldn't compl- I think what happens when you're so used to producing content right and you find create creative I need to use the creative part of my brain and so I was like well I gotta do something if I'm not on Instagram every day writing I need like a a safe space, even if there's two followers that I know intimately, I need that. I need to be able to put it somewhere and save. I don't scrapbook. So when I had my daughter, I was like, I'm going to start this very private account with, you know, 10 people and create a scrapbook basically of life and her. And um, it is fun. Thank you. Of course. Of course. So for those who are listening, who are like, I want to learn about inspired nutrition and mental health counseling. I want more of Haley in that capacity. Where, where can they find you? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we do have a new Instagram account again, that's run by the, the practice as a whole, as a team. Um, and we'd love to connect with you there. We all pop in occasionally and when we have capacity, um, and that is inspired counseling at inspired counseling and our website is at inspired nutrition.com or at inspired counseling.com. You can get there both ways. Um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Amazing. And just for listeners to, to make sure, do you only support clients in PA or are you now accredited in other States as well? We are currently only licensed for clients in Pennsylvania that could change in the near future. Um, however, the work that I do now, um, I've shifted to, um, supervision. Mostly I do one-on-one and that can be a clinician in any state. Um, but I also supervise other group practices, um, that are growing and evolving. And that is something that has brought me so much joy right now. Um, and that is also nationwide. Yes. And Haley has helped find food freedom immensely. And we have a huge, huge referral that if you need help, with anything from a supervision standpoint, go give Haley a follow, a call. Um, we've been so grateful for all of your help, Haley. And thank you for being here today. Thank you. thank you for your kind words. And it's been such a joy to chat with you both again today. We shouldn't wait so long. 
until the next one. Agreed. <laughs> this mature version of us is really working. Next time, I'm, <laughs> next time we see each other, I'm going to be not on social media. So mark my words. Oh, Jenna, right? I want Give that. Me some time. In writing. <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> Let that other baby pop out. And then I think that that could be true. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week for more fun.